Hesedim is a series of reflection, usually reflecting on an issue in the society in the light of the words of scripture. You're welcome to join us each time and to send your questions or comments by way of a voice note. Look forward to hearing you and speaking with you. Be careful not to practice your righteousness in front of others to be seen by them. If you do, you will have no reward from your Father in heaven. So when you give to the needy, do not announce it with trumpets as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and on the streets to be honored by others. Truly I tell you, they have received their reward in full. But when you give to the needy, do not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing, so that your giving may be in secret. Then your Father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. And when you pray, do not be like the hypocrites, for they love to pray standing in the synagogues and on the street corners, to be seen by others. Truly I tell you, they have received their reward in full. But when you pray, go into your room, close the door and pray to your father who is unseen. Then your father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. And when you pray, do not keep on babbling like pagans, for they think they will be heard because of their many words. Do not be like them. For your father knows what you need before you ask him. Two incidents in the past week or so have piqued my interest in this text of Jesus' Sermon on the Mount in Matthew chapter 6. In particular, where Jesus says, do not practice your righteousness before others to be seen by them. The first incident was in Japan where the Jamaican Olympian gold medalist Ansel Parchment received a deed of kindness from a Japanese woman. Parchment got lost when he was on his way to competing in the games and the woman told him he was on the wrong train and then gave him money to take a cab. He was able to make it to the warm-up tracks and ultimately make it to his event and he did so successfully. He won the gold. He then returned to thank and acknowledge the generosity of the Japanese woman, without whose help he would have missed out on his gold medal opportunity. And then he told the world by video about it. The thing I wonder about is why wasn't it the Japanese woman who told the world about it? It was her initiative to help the stranger. It was her money she gave him to pay for the taxi. The other thing is that the real lesson from the incident is if you do not know where you're going, at least you can, the least you can do is to pay attention so you do not get lost and take out your earphones 
so you can be more alert. The other incident was in Zambia, where I live and work. They had elections in Zambia this week. By Thursday evening, the voting was over. Although, because of the high voter turnout, voting in some places continued into Friday morning. But more than 24 hours later, not a single result had been released. And every time the Electoral Commission of Zambia projected a time to release more some results, they, they had to demur and to, for further delays. The weekend continued without the release of the results and rumors emerged that the opposition had won the election and the government had lost. The ECZ became concerned that the anxiety in the population might erupt into violent protests on the streets. They began to appear on television, clergy in conspicuous clerical vestments, making special appeals for, appeals for peace and saying similar high sounding words. It struck me that their, their, their clerical garb was an attempt to appeal to the religious sensibilities of the Zambian people and thereby to neutralize any potential outrage. The Zambians are very religious and repeat often that they are a Christian nation made in the image of God. It struck me that the parade of clergymen was a substitute for addressing the underlying issues of the diminishing trust in the ECZ and the need to have the results concluded and declared and released promptly. It is in that context that my mind was drawn to the words of Jesus, let not your right hand know what your left hand is doing. Jesus was addressing three pivotal religious duties and pious practices, fasting, praying, and almsgiving. He was calling for sincerity and selflessness, not to be replaced by superficiality, showiness, and hypocrisy in the practice of righteousness. It is not a game show. It is not an opportunity for showboating and boasting. I think, however, the words of Jesus have a wider implication and is setting out a standard committed to substance, to quality, to integrity, undistracted by the demands of ego of, and of public relations maneuvering. Taken in this way, Jesus' advice flies in the face of our prevailing culture. It is offensive to the culture of self-promotion. We now operate with a philosophy in many places where our number one rule is to reach for the cell phone and turn on the camera. It does not matter whether or not it is an emergency and whether or not it is your emergency or that of someone else. Do it for the likes, not for the love. Jesus' injunction not to see to become eye servers calls us to be mindful of three things when we practice our righteousness. The first is to focus on the thing in itself. Pay attention to the quality and the substance of what we do. Make sure that the substance is there. It may be too easy, too early to say, but there is sufficient evidence to make a case that Usain Bolt 
was one of the greatest sprinters of all time. He had he won 17 gold medals in international athletic competition, including six Olympic gold and 11 world championship gold. All of his achievements were done in either under 10 seconds for the 100 meters or under 20 seconds for the 200 meters. But as he said it himself, it took 10 seconds to execute, but it took a lifetime to prepare. It is not the grades you get or the graduation that matters, as much as the process of learning. If what you learn, it is what you learn that will last a lifetime. I think that celeb that we have, I think that we have become increasingly mistaken. It is not the showboating and boasting or even the celebration that matters. It is our production and output. This is part of the challenge that runs run through the society. We perform well on the big stages, but leave a lot to be desired at home, in our communities, where our youth are unproductive and resort readily to the practice of violence. Our systems do not work. Let us focus on the concrete and the specific steps towards making the practice of excellence a national pastime. Focus on the thing in itself. The second thing that Jesus says is that we should focus on God over and over again in the text. Whether we are fasting or praying or giving help to the needy, Jesus emphasizes that you should do it so that your father in heaven sees it. He says, truly I tell you, they have their reward in full. But when you pray, go into your room, close the door and pray to your father who is unseen. Then your father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. The awareness of the father's presence brings the moral dimension into play. It also requires us to connect our action to ultimate goodness. Above all, it requires us to be authentic rather than to play act or double speak, knowing that you cannot fool God who sees our hearts. The desire to find things that go viral, even if they lack truth or sincerity or goodness, ignores the fact that God is watching what we do and we will be found out and will be found wanting. So let us be mindful always of the heavenly dimension. Thirdly, we must keep focus on what contributes to the good of those we claim we seek to serve. Jesus spoke about selflessness in giving arms. This is giving to those who are in need. Why are people in need in the first place? They are often in need because of the ways in which the systems have worked against them and have made them victims. The same system that has victimized them has privileged you. It has put you in a position where you are able to be kind to them. If you use the moment only to promote yourself, to reduce them and their humanity to a photographic moment, a viral video, you are exploiting their needs. You are treating them as a thing and thereby reducing their humanity 
and their human dignity. In other words, you are doubly exploiting them, further victimizing the victims. We have got to change that conversation completely. We have to make our giving to them become about them, not about us who give. It does not matter if it is a country ravaged by an earthquake or a poor person along the wayside. Let us change the focus from, uh, and put it on them rather than ourselves. Our pictures, our PR, our egos. This is an approach about which we ought to be sensitive. Do not use them to big up yourselves. That is why Jesus says, do not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing. There is no real need to repeat telling about what you have done for others. It will speak for itself. Let us not treat the poor and their misery as an opportunity for fresh advertising. Let us humanize them and protect their dignity. Let us think about how it feels to be them in that picture. Do not practice your righteousness in front of others to be seen by them. Amen.